Well, uh, my name is Wilson Bugembe. I come from Uganda. I don't know if I have some Ugandans here. Yeah, day. <laughs> uh, I my accent is very Ugandan. So if you don't hear what I say, just say amen, we move on. But I'll try, I'll try. I met Pastor uh, Ricky through uh, Mom Mary that you saw. Uh, she visited Uganda and um, she kind of adopted me, pays my tickets to USA just to chill and stay in nice hotels and see good roads and relax. So who loses such a person? God bless you so much for being She's, she's one of my miracles. She's one of my miracles. And meeting Pastor Ricky, <sighs> you are my miracle. You and your wife and, and your entire family. Uh, you inspire me. You, you make me believe that I can make it. I can serve the Lord the time you've served him. You are my mentor. You are a father. You are a big brother. You are very humble. You put me in a nice hotel where I stay. I don't want to go back to Uganda. <laughs> it's really cool. I mean, it's really cool. Now, I'll tell you something funny. When, when Pastor told me that, that, that I was going to share with you, I went and saw how he teaches and how he preaches, and that, it, that didn't help. Like, he's so up there. So I feel sorry for you that I'm going to talk to you today. <laughs> I'm not your pastor, but... 15 minutes, so you can handle that. Just 15 minutes. All right. I pray that one day you shall come to Uganda and see what the Lord is doing the other side. And uh, Mom Diane, you should come. Christina, you should come. Everybody here, come to Uganda. We'll invite you. We will keep you safe. We will make sure the mosquitoes don't bite you. Amen. Well, there was a song on my heart says um, you got it now for I hear the Savior say thy strength indeed is more child of weakness virgin pray find in me thine own he knows Paid it all to him, my own sin had left a crimson stain. He washed in my dust, no. For I hear the Savior say, Thy strength indeed is small, child of weakness, watch and pray, find in me thine only know. For Jesus paid it all, all to him I Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. Amen. Amen. 
I, Pastor, I do that a lot, so you can bear with me. Yeah. Every time I have a song on my heart, I just sing it. My name is Wilson, uh, again, and uh, briefly my story is I lost my father and my mother. Uh, they died when I was 13, uh, 13, 14. Then we were five boys, and um, three of them were born HIV positive. They also died. So I ended up um, homeless. And someday I wanted to commit suicide by running into the cars, running into, yeah, the cars. When it can knock me down so I could die. And a good Samaritan saw me that day. He took me by the hand and took me back to church. At church, like what you saw Pastor Rick do, I was introduced that we have a kid who, who lost everything. They asked me what I wanted. I, wanted, I said I wanted to go back to school. So one good Samaritan shot up his hand and took me back to school. Now at school, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. And my life has not been the same. I started writing music and, um, and preaching. And uh, students started calling me pastor. And I was like, no, no, I'll never be a pastor. Me and God were, because I was like, if he loves me, why is it that everybody I know is dying? So I wasn't really, really a Christian. By that day, this preacher preached about heaven and hell. And I started to wonder whether my mom is in hell or in heaven. Or... So I gave my life to Jesus. So if I die, I go to heaven. And so I started to walk with God, started to write music. And then my music went from the prison to the palace uh, by God's grace. Started a church. With nine, with nine students and a tree. And now the church is about 5,000 members. And because of my story, we have a big heart for orphans. And there's another guy in Uganda, his name is Wilfred. I work with him, fellow pastor. Asked him if he could help me with kids. Because everywhere I went to sing or to preach, I would find kids that are homeless that I need a parent. And even parents, even the police would say, hey, you need, this, this kid has been abandoned at the police station. Can you go with him? So I started carrying kids. And so I asked one of my pastors if we could have a home. So without planning, we ended up with so many kids, uh, about, about, about 30 kids. So we started a home called um, Mercy, and Wilfred runs it now. And that's how Mary came to see the orphans. And then she took me on too. So she saw me and she, she knew that I needed a mentor. So I came to Pastor Ricky. And Pastor Ricky, thank you for being my mentor from a distance. And now you trusted me to speak today. I pray that I don't mess up your church. <laughs> I was telling the pastor that when I was speaking in the first service, I felt like, God, God is letting him be my Mordecai, pushing Esther. And this is my first time to speak, to speak here. I believe that God is opening so many doors for me. So this is my training ground. So bear with me now. I'm rehearsing. And next time I come, I will preach, right? <laughs> uh, there's a guy on my heart. His name is Samson. I worry if I say that name right. American accent. That's right, Bishop. Okay. Or we can go with, we can go with Sam. <laughs> so, so, 
This guy fell in love uh, to this lady called Delilah. Did I say that right again? Woohoo, I'm doing good. Somebody clap for me. Come on. <laughs> yeah. And they kept playing a game. This lady uh, kept asking Samson, where is the source of your power? Three times he lied to her. This story is in the book of Judges, verses 16. I mean, chapter 16. So he kept lying to him, the source of my power is here or there. And he went away with it three times. But the fourth time, the Bible says he spoke the heart. He spoke his heart and told Delilah the entire truth. Now we all know that she was a traitor. She called Samson his enemies. They cut off his hair, took out his eyes, and uh, they, turned in, they turned him into a dancer. They threw a party. They were all drunk, and they said, Hey, Samson, come and dance for us. They gave him a young boy to lead the way. And the guy who was so strong, very powerful, his life was messed up, and it turned into something really, really funny. But the Bible says in Judges, I think I lost my paper. Pray for me. Did I leave it there? Okay, I got it. Yeah, Judges 16, 21. The Bible says they took him and took out his eyes and um, took out his eyes. But the last verse says, but his hair started to grow. Praise the Lord. So I just want to say a few, three or four things here. Number one. That's what the devil does today. Samson's head was, was left on, the hands were on, and the legs were on, but the eyes were out. And when the devil takes out your eyes, then you're done. The eye is the vision. Hallelujah. The eye is the vision. The eyes is the vision for your children, vision for your life, vision for your family, vision for your ministry. So what Satan does today, he will take it away so that you don't see what, 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 what you're going to be in the future. I trust the Lord God that he is merciful enough that he helped Samson. He didn't get his eyes back, but his hair grew again. I just want to trust God today. What is this thing that you do that you shall stop doing before it's too late? Samson three times was free. He, he got away with this deadly game. So I have a question for you, number one. What is this deadly game, this deadly thing that you do and might land you in trouble if you don't stop it? What is this thing that you do if your father finds out, if your husband or wife or children or both, if you found out what is the thing you do that can mess up your entire career? I've been, I've been a pastor for now, so when you're here it looks very little, but for now 14, 15 years, I was 19, 20 when I became a pastor. I didn't know what I was doing. I still don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, the Bible says in John 15, 5, the Bible says, without me, you can do nothing. So I'm busy doing nothing. But I've seen people, I've seen people do this one little mistake and messes up the entire ministry or the entire business. Tonight, I pray that God will give you strength so you get back your eyes to see that snake and kill it before it kills you. 
there is that something that we, you and I struggle with. And I don't preach as, as a professor. I also preach as a victim. I need his grace too, that God will open your eyes to see the way you talk to your wife might kill your marriage, the way you, the way you behave, the way you, you do some things. What is this thing you do that you might learn in trouble? For Samson, he kept playing a, a love game with Delilah. Three times, there is a, a sister, a member of our church. She has a sister who, whom she brought to me. She always aborted. She liked aborting for some reason. She wasn't a Christian, of course. And uh, when she aborted, number four, she almost died. So they brought her to me, and she, she was like, yeah, pastor, I'm a changed lady. I, I'll, I'll never do this again. She went and did it number, uh, uh, another time, and that was number five abortion. Number six, she never made it back. She died aborting. See, five times she was trying to do, she was doing the same thing, and God was watching. God was kind. God is grace. That's God is grace for me. God is grace is God buying you time, enough time. I mean, more time. You do the same silly thing, more time. God is buying you time until you wake up before it's too late. So by the time Samson woke up, he was already, it was already late. How I pray that today in this service, whether you are streaming live or you're here, that God will open your eyes to kill that snake, to stop doing that habit before it's too late. The good news is there is enough power in the house of God and God answers prayer. He's going to help you. <laughs> Hallelujah. But two, Bible says his hair started to grow again. For me, this looks, looks like Samson was given another chance. His hair started to grow again. And that's, that's the problem with Satan. Satan doesn't win a lot. So when he wins, he celebrates too much. Because it took him a long time. He even paid money to find the secret of Samson. And now he found it and his hair was cut off. If I was the devil, if I was the devil, I would get a soldier and hire him to watch, to watch out uh, Samson's head, make sure no hair grows again. Because you knew that was the secret. But when he wins, he goes and celebrates too much. I think he takes a lot of alcohol. He drinks a lot and forgets that even the Jesus you killed can rise again. So he was busy, drunk, and not sober at all. And then they told him, hey, hey, devil, what are you doing? He said, yeah, I killed, I killed Jesus. And he's like, hey, Jesus is alive. So this is the good news today, that whatever the devil had cut off, I mean, whatever he, he did in your life, whether he cut off your marriage, whether he cut off your relationship, or cut off your finances, the Bible says his hair grew again. I pray that from today, whatever you had lost, God will give you a second chance so that it comes back, every relationship. <laughs> Amen? Okay. Am I communicating? Yes. You can understand my accent? Yes. Please clap for me, I'm trying it. Amen. Isaiah 43 verses 9. The Bible says, see, I'm doing a new thing. I still believe that it's not too late to make, to make things right. I still believe that God has got a good plan for you. I still believe that God cannot let Satan win forever. And there is something I like about, about this. The Bible says that his hair grew again, but his enemies did not. He did not. Because the devil... I mean, God is so smart, he cannot let the devil see it coming back. 
Because if, if, if it grew at once at the same time, like boom, all of a sudden his hair is back, then he's going to cut it off all over again. This time he could even cut the neck, right? But what Jesus did, he made sure that it comes back little by little. There's a verse in Exodus that says, little by little, I'll bless you. Little by little, you start coming to church. Little by little, you shall start developing the relationship that died. Little by little, you shall stop doing that habit that you do. It is my prayer today that by the next time Satan checks on you, you are back on your feet and you are doing everything right. Amen. There's this verse that I, I really, really, really like. It's in Micah chapter 7, verses 8. It says, Rejoice not over me or my enemy, for when I fall, I will rise. For when I make mistakes, I will fix them. So I believe that whoever was rejoicing because of the things, because of the, 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 the hair that was cut off, the eyes that was plucked out, I pray that they will not rejoice forever because they're going to look at you when you have put your relationship with your parents back together, when you are doing everything right in Jesus' name. So my point here today is there is still a second chance to be forgiven, to be given another chance, and your hair to grow again, your finances to flow again, your relationship with God to grow bigger and better. That's my prayer for you today that everything that the devil cut off may the devil be shut up let you remember that God has got a good plan for you and your children God has got a good plan for you and your body I believe that he can still heal you I believe I I, I didn't say this in the first service but there is something that happened um, two, um, two three months before I came here uh, there's there's a lady um, Pastor, forgive me, I hope I don't mess up here. But there's a lady um, who came to me and she was like, please come and pray for my, sis my, my sister. My sister is dying. And so I'll be very honest. We went rushing to pray. And when we reached in that room, you could smell death. So, so we went into this room and honestly, you could smell death. You could smell that this person is dying. And the environment... Uh, and the people around, they were just waiting for the second for, 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 for her to die. And uh, we asked, where is the husband? And then they said, oh, oh, he's on phone. So they put him on phone. They said, hey, uh, pastor, the pastor is here to pray for your wife. And says, pastor, sorry, I ran away because I don't want her to die in my presence. So we, we went into the room and I was reminded of a verse that says, when Jesus went into the room, he asked everybody to go out. So I said, we're going to pray and she's going to leave. I believe that this hair can grow again to keep in the summer. I believe that the Bible says in Job, is it 14.7? There is hope for a tree if it's cut down and the roots decay. It can sprout again at a scent of water. What am I preaching today? I pray that if there is any dead dream in this room, let it live again. I believe if there is any vision that died, if there is any relation, if there is something that you are burying and you say it's dead, Samson is dead, he's gone. Bible says his hair grew again. Actually, there's a verse in the Bible that says Job's second blessing was even bigger than the first. I pray that if there is a door that Satan closed, that God will open another door that no demon in hell can ever close. Hallelujah. It is possible to pursue the dead dreams again. So this lady, this lady, we, 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 we said to her in the room and we said, 
Hey mom, we are here to speak life. We're here, we believe that it's not too late. And, and the ladies and the, and the people who are in the room looked at us with this face that looks like, are you crazy? Like if she rose, if she rose and got back to her feet, they would be disappointed. Like they were so ready because everything, medicine, doctors, everything, they were just waiting. And they were even talking on phone talking on phone, you know, no phone behavior. They're like, hey, we're here. She's about to die. She's listening. So I said, hey, can, 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 can you excuse us? You know, the elderly people, like, mom, can you excuse us, please? They looked at us like, where are you from? She's going to die anytime. But I believe that when we come to church, it's not just clothes and songs. I believe there is power to heal your mind, to heal your bones, to heal your future, to heal your family. Come on, I'm going to encourage you to just clap if you can. Just go ahead. I don't, I don't believe it's just, I don't believe it's just suits and it's just songs. I believe there is power. So, so we said, let's trust God. So they moved out. I believe that some people will never see miracles until some people move out of their lives. Even, even Peter, Peter did it when he was praying for Tabitha. Peter, he did it. Peter, he did it. He said, hey, you're going to move out. Some people, you never go anywhere until some folks kindly. It's, called, it's not pride. It is principle. There's, there's a thin line between pride and principle. Um, it's not pride. It is pregnancy. You know, when you're pregnant of a certain future, there's a way you want your family to be. There's a future, there's something you see. Your there's a way you see your family and your kids. I'm going to stop you from being friends from some people, not because I don't like them, but I'm pregnant of a future. I, I, I see you, my daughter. I see you somewhere. I believe that Pastor Rick and Mom Diane, I, I don't believe Christina just turns here out of the blue. I believe the parents have got something to do with this because I believe the solution may not be out there. It may not be in politics. It may not be in. It may not be in set uh, in school. I believe it's going to start with me. I believe. I believe some people need to move out. I'm so sorry, honey. You cannot be friends with her. Not because I don't like her, but I believe I see you in a certain way. Am I communicating something? Uh, when you are not just proud, but you are principled, you are seeing something. Amen. So we spoke by faith, and we say. It's going to be okay. I believe you can live again. Ezekiel 37, I believe you can live again. The dry bones can live again. Amen. And I fell in love with the name of this church, Overcoming by Faith. You know, you can keep the church name, but you don't really have it at heart. I pray that the church name, will all, just the church name, Overcoming by Faith. That only I can come here, pastor, and preach for one year. It's something called overcoming by faith. Just by faith. It doesn't matter what goes on in Hollywood. It doesn't matter what goes on in politics. By faith, our families and our children, it's going to be okay. We can live again. So finally, when they moved out, we changed the music. Because we found them singing songs of dead people. And then we started to create music. I know he rescued my soul. His love has covered my sin, I believe. Then we started to sing, My Redeemer left. And then we saw her lightening up. There's a song that we like most. It says that, 
For I hear the chains falling I hear hair growing Said I hear the eyes coming burn For I hear the chains falling He has the power There is power in the name of Jesus There is power in the name of Jesus To break every chain Break every curse Break every chain And my best part goes For I hear the chains falling So I believe that today let everything, be it mental, be it psychological, be it financial, everything that the devil had cut off. I pray that God will give you a chance to dream again, to think again, to plan again, to kill every snake that wanted to kill you. Come on, somebody, give him praise. Give him praise if you can. It is possible to raise a family that fears God. It is possible. It is possible. Come on, somebody, tell your neighbor, it is possible. You can make it. You can have your dreams. You can. By the time Satan checks on you again, he will find you back to church, back reading your Bible, raising a family, wealthy family. It is possible. And I have a special prayer for your children. Bible says in Joel 2.28 in the last days the Lord shall power his spirit upon your children. I pray that God will take your children from drugs and whatever is cutting them off. May your children love God again. Let them come to church again. And I don't say it. I don't say it just by saying it. I say it under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. May the Lord help your children. May the Lord help your children. Let your kids love God. There's power that heals cancer. So by faith, I spoke to this lady. I said, Mom, can you sing with us? So I surrender all. I surrender all. Oh, to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. They started to smile. We prayed with her. We changed the music. You need to change the music in your car. You need to change the music in your bedroom. You need to change the music. <laughs> Hallelujah. So four months later, fast forward, I was at our church and she walks to me and she says, Pastor, do you remember me? I said, I'm so sorry. I don't remember you. Like, she brought out photos. She said, I was the dying lady. See, the world wants you dead, but God wants you alive. In Jesus' name, you will make it. Your dreams will come to pass. Your children shall make it. Church is not just clothes and music and, and nice sound. There is power in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to me. God bless you so much. Can I pray? Dear Heavenly Father, Let's pray. Just lift your hands. Father, we thank you. I don't know who you're talking to, but first I want to say thank you for Pastor Ricky that he trusted me to stand here, speak before these holy people. 
I just pray for anybody. You know the secrets in our bedrooms. You know the deadly games we are playing that can kill us. But today we receive the power. Whether somebody's here live or somebody's watching on, on online, I pray that whoever is streaming, that the power of God will go through this microphone, go through this camera, and meet you at your point of need. I pray that whoever cut off your flaw, your finances, your marriage, your, your children, whatever they used, I pray that your hair will grow again. I pray that you shall see again. But Maya said that now I see, for I was blind, but now I see. I pray that you shall see whatever has been, whatever snake that has been hiding under the carpet. I pray that you shall see it. Bible says in Luke chapter 10 verses 19, Behold, I give you power to step on scorpions and serpents and everything that has been hiding. I pray that we step on it tonight. And I pray that you receive the power of God. Let it go with you at your places of work. Let it go with you in your children. Let it go with you in your mind, body, spirit and soul. Let every bone, let every dying soul get life today. Let every dying marriage get life today. Let every dying child get life today. Let every dying spirit get life today. We receive life. We receive Jesus. We receive the Holy Ghost. You're going to make it and you shall ashamed the devil and God his people by faith. Say it. Amen and amen. Thank you. God bless you. My pastor. I understand what it means to speak and I understand what it means to be in front of people especially people that are not no y'all can all stand we're going home no y'all sit down we're going y'all know me it's time right I understand I've heard you preach a lot online go go google him he is fire on ice he is, he is, they yelling at him. You quiet compared to Africa. Am I right? Yeah. Let me show you. Right. Everybody say amen. amen. Is that Africa yet? No. No. Let's try again. Amen. That's, that's Africa. That's look a little closer, right? Look a little bit, a little bit. It's absolutely amazing when our parents those of us who are African American come from come from from there and, and speak to us. But I want to say this to you in front of everybody. You're anointed, you're good, you're gifted, and you're sincere. Mary would never have brought you to me if you was a phony. Because you know I don't play phony at all. But I'm gonna tell you something, sir. You have a gift and a talent. And these are just people. And uh, we receive your word today. Do you receive his word today? I receive your word today. One of the first things I said to you privately was you are not a sinking boat. You're not a sinking ship. You're not a sinking ship. You hadn't even seen me before, and I told you that over the phone. You are a ship that's sailing. And I declare over your life that God will prosper you and bless you, that the hand of God will be upon you, and that you will do things way beyond what you imagine. And may you always speak with confidence knowing God's hands on your life. The same God who called you will be the same God who will go with you. I declare that in your life in Jesus' name. Amen. Give Wilson McGumby a big hand. Would you do it? Come on. Thank you, Jeff. God bless you. Every head bowed, every eye closed.
For you, this message raised one big question. The question is, where do I stand with God? Am I, am I, have I allowed all my hair to be shaved off? Have I allowed myself to be in this place? Have I? I need to leave here changed today. God sent somebody away from Uganda to speak to me about my walk with God. If you're here today with every head bowed, every eye closed for the privacy, every individual, just raise your hand and say, pray for me. My walk with God needs a tune-up, Jesus. What you said, I see one, I see two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, about 15, 20 people whose hands are raised. Father, I lift up each individual to you, both in this building and those who are home, those who are on demand watching this. I pray the hand of God would be upon them, whether they be in Uganda watching it or whether they be in any other part of the world healing to them today may this be the beginning of a new life with jesus for some and for some it's a rededication of their life they're saying i needed to hear this message today i need my hair to grow back i need to start over again thank you jesus for loving me enough even though the enemy has gouged out my eyes it's hard to see i don't see much of a future but god will guide me to a future even though i can't see it uh, Lord, I declare in Jesus' name, this is the new beginning for many, and they will say, my life changed today. I heard that young man teach, and I too will have my hair grow, and I will become all that God desires me to be. Can we all say amen? amen. Did you really get something like that? Come on, did you really? I got you. Would you like to talk to him a little bit? Come on, give him a big hand. Come on. Stay there. Stay right there. Okay. We're going to talk to the pastor for a little bit. I am, I want to know what you think it's like to talk to these American folks. What is it like? What are they like? Different than your church. They're cool. (laughs) (laughs) They're cool? Yes. They're cool people. They listen to you, don't they? Real intently, don't they? Amen. 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 Yeah. I was praying. Describe your church. Describe your church. Describe the difference between your church experience and this experience. What's it like? Well, Africa is on fire. The devil is on on the run. We are we are excited. We we have emotions. We 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 scream more. We talk more. Yeah, we talk more. Can we say amen? No, loud enough. Say amen. <laughs> that's not loud enough, is it? No, no. That's not African. Not enough. It? They could do better. Could they can do better. Do your best to sound as African as you can. He wants you to be a lot louder. How about a big amen? amen. That's African. Come on. Give the Lord a big hand clap. That's African. Come on, amen. <laughs> Your story in your sermon is amazing. I, I get the point. Um, is it when you go through this kind of experience that you went through with your sibling, uh, losing your family and all, how, how does your hair grow back? How does that work? How, do you, how does God help you get past all that? I think it starts with prayer. Because Samson made a prayer. He said, Lord, just give me another chance. It starts with these little prayers, these small prayers. That we say, Lord, I need help. It's okay to be stuck. Sometimes we don't believe that we are stuck. Sometimes we don't believe that that we need help. 
but Samson knew that I need help. And for me personally, I don't remember anything I did, but I started to pray. I said, God, if you're up there, you're going to fix me. You can fix what I can't fix. And sometimes we, we, we do it and do it and do it until we hit a dead end. And then we come back all the way to prayer. But for me, Pastor, it's about prayer. Africa is winning because of prayer. Is it, is it, is it, what don't we understand about Africa? What don't we understand about where you're from? What don't Americans get? I think Americans think, um, maybe it's because of what I see on CNN. Every time I see CNN or Al Jazeera, they try to portray Africa in a way that it's always going down. But Africa is going up. There is, yeah, like, like what I saw here when I saw my, my sisters and brothers praising the Lord with, with life. Like, like when you go to some parts of America or Europe, you find like spiritually they are dead. I'm sorry to say. It's like they have a casket in their church. It's like, it's like somebody's dying. It's like you can't see it, but you can feel. They got the money, they got the resources, but they are dead inside. But in Africa, not all of Africa, of course, the devil is everywhere. But in most of the parts of Africa, there is life. There is revival. There is... They don't have money, but they are alive. Say that again. They don't have money, yes. but they are alive. Yes, they don't, they don't have a lot of money, but they are alive. They, you know, they are family. Everybody takes care of the other. I can, I can give a stranger my kid, and I trust that it's going to bring him back safe. You, your story is that when you were an orphan, your parents died, a church member picked you up on the street and brought you to church. Mm -hmm. and, and what happened? Tell him again that story. Yeah, uh, he, um, literally I was running into the cars. I wanted like um, commit suicide because I, lo I had lost everything. That's why today I was preaching about the hair can grow again. Like, like joy, laughter, hope. So this guy took me to church and he... He saw you running in the cars trying to commit suicide. Yes, sir. So took me to church one Sunday morning and gave me, told everybody that this kid wanted to kill himself and if there's anybody who can take him back to school because I wanted to go back to school. And, and somebody showed up his hand and took me back to school. And at school, I met Jesus Christ. Now, when, when I say that the devil had cut off Samson's hair, had cut off, I think I'm Samson. I think somebody here is Samson. He had cut off my family, cut off my joy, cut off my hope, cut off my my future but in church everything came back like everything like hope like the winning mentality thinking that it doesn't matter what you've done you can still do this Samson you can still do this Samson so it came back and and that day a good Samaritan shoot up his hand and took me back to school and at school, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. And I started, started fellowshipping, and people used to call me pastor, and I'd be like, no, 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 I'm not a pastor. And uh, I, I used not to really, me and God, we are not, I felt like God was not, my, not on my side, like, because if he was on my side, everybody in my family was dying. So I didn't, I didn't like God. But one Sunday morning, somebody preached a sermon. That's why it's good to go to church. You never know what's going to happen. 
preached a sermon and I gave my life to Jesus Christ. And since then, the rest is history. Can we all say amen? We do this thing. We do this thing called talk with the pastor. So I'm going to let them, if some of you have a question you'd like to ask him. It could be about his home country. It could be about his journey. Anything you'd like to ask. I want you to raise your hand. Are there questions you'd like to ask? Anybody at all? Before, I, before we have a final prayer, anybody at all? So I've got some questions I'd like to ask him about you guys. They're right here. Okay? You'll start the rope bar rolling. Brother, right here, down here on the, uh, on the, with the hands up. There you go. All right? Thank you. That's to keep, keep talking by faith. Keep talking by faith. Keep what, talking. What is faith. amazing to me. Talk louder so we can hear you. What is amazing to me is not only that you've come here from Uganda. Your story is truly amazing. And I do get the point. Um, and I think you are inspiration to all of us because, um, because of what's happened to you, because you had in, somebody had insight enough to give you a chance, that you took that chance and ran with it to a living witness that there is hope in Jesus Christ. Um, in Uganda, I know that there are a lot of obstacles that might keep uh, some of us who are not strong enough um, to not pursue that hope that God has given us. But you can know, even as you stand there talking to us, you delivered well. We understood what you're saying because you have that heart of God. And if we have an ear of God, we can truly feel inside what you're saying. So you're doing a great job and you're a great inspiration. Thank you. You really are a good inspiration. Thank you. Anybody else have a question? Yes, right here in the middle. Hold on for a second. They'll bring a mic to you. Anybody else have a question? Raise your hand so I can see where you are so that we can make sure we get to you quickly. Yes, go right ahead. What's your question? Hold on. There you go. Yes. As a mother of boys and they're in their 20s, I hear from my African brothers and sisters, it's a level of focus that you have. It doesn't seem as distracted as we are in the West. Can you speak to, as a young man, how do you help the youth at your church keep a level of focus? I think by one, praying for them, two, try to live a good example. They don't have time to read the Bible, so they read you. They read the way you behave. They read the way you talk. They see how you handle tough times. So everything they see you do, they will do. They may not, they may try to get away from it, but at some point, they're going to remember the God and the behavior of their mother or their father. So for me, I feel like I don't have to lecture you, but I'm going to do my best. You follow me as I follow Christ. And I believe that at some point, you're going to see me a winner. You're going to see me go through things. You're not going to see me losing it. You're not going to see me quit church. I'm going to, you don't want to come to church with me? I'll go to church. And when life puts you in a corner, you shall ask for my God. Because you're going to see me winning every obstacle. You're going to see me winning every challenge. So, so you literally have to set a good episode. When, when I saw pastor's daughter leading worship here, I mean, talking to people, I knew that the dad didn't force her, but she watched. Her name is Christina. Christina. She must have seen her dad 
And then she's like, you know what? I want to be like my dad. So you're going to be the role model. They, they, they will see you. I'm going to stay in this salmon. They will see people trying to take out your eyes. They will see life trying to cut off your hair. But they're going to see the hair grow. They will see, they will see you leave. They will see you like, mom went through that. If mom made it, I can make it. If dad made it. They may not like your God now. But you know the God. You know your God. You know your God. So live, walk with your God. And at some point, they will admire your life. You don't have to preach it to them. They will see you. They will see you on your knees. They will see you come to church. They will see you win every battle. And at some point, they will be like, Mom, can I borrow your Bible? Give me an amen. Amen. I like that. I, I want to ask a question. I, tell me the difference. Kids in Uganda, I'm asking questions. Uh, kids going to school in Uganda, is it free to go to school? No, no, it's not free. You have to pay. You have to pay. Uh, I think it's free at some point. Uh, yeah, it's for a while. It's free. But yeah, yeah. It, I think I think there is there is a place where there's government scholarships, and then there's also I think high school. There's government schools. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Government schools are free, but most people dodge government schools. I don't know why. They do. Yeah, but but so, the so government what are the students has tried. like do the, do the do the students like uh, are they. Uh, mean to the teachers? Are they disrespectful to the teachers? You can do that in Africa. You can do that. We 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 respect elders. That, say it again. We respect who? Elders. Like, okay. Yeah. Like um, I didn't say it right. You can help me. Elders. Uh, what is um, elders? Ah. Okay, help the preacher. Okay, I got you. We respect elders. Go ahead. I'm from Africa, so go, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, me too. I just, I just I'm learning. But go ahead. Elders, okay, but, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But literally, I think what might be like seen as danger is um, Africa is more like we're becoming more like copycats. Everything that comes from the from Hollywood, or from right now, there's access to internet, there's access to TV, and um, yeah, look. Lots of things that now we have a lot of access. Maybe that might affect the generation. But also I want you to know that the church is very alive in Africa. But, but answer, so, so the kids in Africa and would, would respect their elders. Yeah. They would not um, curse out a teacher. They wouldn't say bad. You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do that. It's if very you, rare. It's, if you did that in Africa, what would it be? What would happen if, you, if a student did that in Africa? teacher can talk to your parents and then you'll be in a lot of trouble and um, you can be maybe uh, expelled from school or, or for a term mm-hmm. literally from family you know what the saying that says that charity begins at home from our families there is a way we've been trained in a way that if somebody's above you you better respect him whether he's a stranger whether he's a what you have to respect them that would be nice in America, wouldn't it? Can all the school teachers say amen to that? Amen. Maybe another question or two. And yes, right here. And then one back here in the back. Where are we? I want to make sure. And then we're going we're gonna to pray. We're, we're right, right here. And then right behind you. They'll come to you in just a minute. They're passing the mic. My sister, I see you back there. I promise they'll get you in just a second. Go right ahead. Pass that mic down. I want to hear what, what you got. What you want to ask him? First of all, good morning. Taking a different angle from the mother as a mother of a young girl and I feel like now we're in a generation of um, media where young girls are trying to fit in social media and not being themselves so 
as a man of God, what would be your advice to young girls um, in terms of being godly women? Like, what advice would you give them? Well, thanks. I feel like you have to know that uh, you have to see how you finish before you even start. How do you want to be remembered? What's the legacy you want to leave? But I also like to encourage families, not just in this church, but all over the world. There is no solution outside the doors of your house. Take that one down. <laughs> Keep going. I like that. No solutions outside of the doors of your house. Yeah, the, the politics is not going to help. The so-called um, uh, celebrities, heroes, uh, I'm sorry to say, uh, good thing I'm leaving, so I may not be in trouble. So. <laughs> Your daughter is following this superstar who's been married 12 times. So at the end of the day, it's going to come back to you, the mother and the father. You're going to close yourself in the door, uh, in your house, until your daughters and teach them your God. You don't have to force them, but you must make it personal. Because from the friends they meet at school, you don't know what they're going to tell them. So there's no solution, no solution when we get out of the doors. No. The father has to be a father. And the mother has to be a mother. The only life they're going to live is the way you behaved with them. So I, I take it back to family. Especially in the next 30, 50 years, it's going to be really, really hard. The world is going to be upside down. And you need to teach your daughters your God. You need to teach your children your God. The way we talk, the way we dress. Actually, my daughter, we're going to heaven someday. So people going to heaven behave in a certain way, dress in a certain way. They don't go to some places. They don't befriend some people, not because they are proud. There's a difference between pride and principle. There's a difference between pride and pregnancy. If I am pregnant of a future, I may, if, if a lady is pregnant, she doesn't eat some things, doesn't talk to some people, not because it hurts them, but she's carrying something precious. So it's going to come back to you, teaching your children the value you have as a family. Give them your guard. Nobody's gone. The teacher will not. The politician will not. The hero will not. Even some churches will mess their minds up. I'm sorry to say. That's why I'm excited to be friends with Pastor Ricky because the future is very, you got to be careful. Not every church is a church. You understand? Not every pastor is a pastor. So, so if I'm to put it, if I'm to put it in one word, is you're going to be the number one shepherd for your children. You are the number one pastor for your children. And you're going to help them, help them make the right choices. They may not like it now, but at some point they will appreciate you. So it comes back to you. I like, I like the idea that there are no solutions outside of the door of your house. A lot of us don't believe that. We think the solution is Hollywood or somebody else. I know I'm coming to you, but I got to do my sister in the back back there first, and then I'll come to you. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. I really enjoyed your message. It's something that will stay with me. But I also wanted to say that the rules are the regulations that are in Africa. They were once here with people of color. In other words, when I was a girl, 
my parents, um, we had to respect our elders. And if we didn't say good morning or speak to them, it would get back to our parents. And, you know, it was just something that was had to be done. And things changed along the way. But basically, I wanted to ask you, being that all of the things that happened to you, you lost your family, you regained the family, how did you get the dreams to start doing all of the things we saw in the video? Because you went from ground zero to, you know, you just kept stepping up and up. So can you tell me how, how that happened? And, and let me just say before you answer that, last year, you, it was Song of the Year, wasn't it? It was like our favorite gospel song of the year, the Wanaza, the one we played for you last year. So you, you've really done well. I mean, you're really, really well known back home for Thank real. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. You're, you're like, he's like a celebrity when we say that, but he's, he's really well known. But answer a question. So, so how did you get from there to, to where you were in music and all that? Well, by paying attention to the fire that God puts in your heart. Every day there's this fire God puts in your heart. But we always say, how will it happen? You know, just one day at a time. So I started to pay attention to the things I like. I started to pay attention as long as it was noble, as long as it wasn't away from God. So I started to pay attention one day at a time. So if you pay attention to the fire God puts in your heart, you shall not work for a day. You shall not, you shall not even feel like ah, life is hard. So if I'm to answer you briefly, I started to pay attention to these small things. Okay, let me, let me put it in the Bible way so it can make sense. Moses in the, is in the bush taking care of cattle and then a fire starts. That fire, if you're a cattle keeper, you know that it's going to come down. It can be consumed and it can come down. But it's, it's, it's being seized. And that started to bother Moses. For any farmer or any cattle keeper, you see fires all the time in the bush, in the world. But this fire refused to cease, refused to stop. So it started to leave the bush and started to burn Moses' heart. Then he said, I'm going to go and see, only to realize it was bigger than just the fire. So what is this thing? For example, if you saw this brother of mine leading worship and you feel like you want to join him, it's going to stop, but it can go for two years. You feel like you, got, you want to join the choir. So this fire in me of like preaching to my brothers, singing songs, the fire that doesn't cease, mostly it is God beckoning you, Moses, saying, come on, and it's bigger than what you think. So how did I start from where I started? By paying attention to this fire that never refused to get out of my heart. I like that. That's great stuff. All right, our time is about gone, and it really is, and you know, we are, so I got one more, is that right? You got one, and that, we're done, right? Okay, that's it. Go ahead, what's your question? Morning. You found Christ in school. As you may know, they took prayer out of school in America. Do you feel that, or first of all, do you still have prayer in school in Uganda? And do you think that that has a big part of the way children are coming up there? I think God is giving every Christian family a chance to be the number one pastor in your house, behind your doors. 
I believe that it's, these are your children. God has given them to you. You cannot change them. But you are the number one role model before the teacher in school. So if you say, hey, there is no prayer in school. I said the next 50 years, like Christ is coming back. So it's going to be tough. But you're going to teach your children. It's going to come back to you. Hey, it's not allowed in school. It's allowed in my house. Drop the mic, people. That's it. Wilson Montgomery, give him a big hand, people. Come on. Thank you, sir. Good job.